Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Shopping for humans is hard. Shopping for your dog is easy thanks to Bark. Every month we deliver toys and treats just for your dog. Whether it's fun, plush, or tough toys for heavy chewers, we spoil all the dogs. Subscribe now and get a free upgrade at barkbox.com slash iHeart. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great tasting, all natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit symbionica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to symbionica.com. C Y M B I O. T-I-K-A.com. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? I got to change the oil in my car. Right now, get five quarts of Pennzoil Platinum Full Synthetic with an STP Extended Life Oil Filter for only $36.99. What do I do with my old oil? We can recycle your used oil for free. And do you have oil for my old work truck? You can find the right high mileage oil to help it go farther right here at AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Hey everyone, it's Johnny from the Johnny Drinks Podcast. If you like what you hear, please feel free to share with a friend, leave a review, a little goes a long way. But for now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode. Welcome back everybody to the Johnny Drinks Podcast. I'm your co-host Johnny. I'm here with... This is John. And a very special guest... He's CEO, lover boy? CEO, founder, chief lover boy. Yo, oh. I love that. Kyle <laughs> Cook in the house. How are we doing? Good. Thanks for having me. It's of a course. long time coming. Yeah. Well, not yeah. really. We, well, we, we pulled it off at last minute, but you guys have been on our radar and you, I guess we've been on yours for, for years now. I, well, let's take it back. I think the first review two summers ago, I have heard of lover boy. I saw it in the, the liquor store, loved the cans. And I said, I think my dad's going to like these, grabbed them and- Turns out, this was the first and only, I don't know if you knew this, four thumbs up review he's ever done. Yeah. Holy crap. Wait, yeah. so what, all four thumbs are from you or from other people? That no, are no, me. I, the origin of this, you know, I guess now place that we are, the, the seltzer review kings. Yeah, yeah. I, I self-proclaimed, <laughs> by the way. I, say, I, yeah. I, just, I just dubbed the, the self-proclaimed uh, seltzer <laughs> review king. Uh, but yeah, when... I like it. I say thumbs up. Right. When I don't care for it, it's down. And when I find like there's some place right. you're, for, you're for somebody. You're thinking about it. Yeah. Well, I just feel like it's not my taste, but I'm sure someone else likes it. Sure. I'll give it, you know, the, the sideways thumbs. Um, and I don't remember because it was probably two years ago specifically that I was four out of four. Yeah. Okay. I didn't so you try that. it on four different occasions? No, no, no. It was the variety pack. The variety so pack. Oh, the flavors. All four cans. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it, got it, got it. Right. So okay. it was the, what yeah. the, I think it was the, it was the chai, it was your regular. Your yeah, we, we still, back then, we were only still selling in six packs, but we had, um, we had the lemon iced tea, which is where it started. We had the hibiscus lime, yeah. the white tea peach, and then the chai. The chai has been replaced with strawberry lemonade. Oh, um, strawberry. Strawberry. Wait, I don't think yes. we've had that yet. Oh, well, it might be in the bag. I should have brought more. 
There's only so much space in my refrigerated backpack. Nah, I should have brought another one. Well, let's all right. Let's take a step back because I have so many questions about everything you've done with Loverboy. When it was founded, what in like 2013? Yeah. Like? Once I figured I could trade trademark the name, I I technically founded it in 2018, and that's when we started like working on the concept, the very initial formulas, the branding, and then of course the name. Mm-hmm. Now, let's take another step back. Summerhouse. Talk us through the process of getting on. Did they approach you? Yeah. So, so to, to, to make a long story short, reality television is not where I thought I'd be. I, I literally, you know, um, went to business school, got my MBA, had bun- done a bunch of tech startups, and I was working on a nutrition app where I connected people with a nutritionist when the opportunity to film Summerhouse came about. And back then, you know, it was just an idea, and I helped them cast it. I helped introduce mm-hmm. friends. I helped them familiarize themselves, the producers with the Hamptons because they were actually, the original ones were from LA. And um, it was an open casting call, but then I took on like a hands-on role because I saw the value. I'm like, listen, and this is like pre-influencer, like that's how you can make a living type day. When I say platform, I saw it as a business platform. Not like, oh, I can build a following and hawk shit, you know, in my feed. Um, it was more about like, Hey, the only person I could name on Bravo was Bethany Frankel and she sold skinny girl for like a hundred million bucks. And she probably spent zero in marketing because there's nothing more powerful than, you know, kind of in the moment product placement. And if you can talk about it, which she was doing, she was building the brand in front of like the real housewives audiences eyes. That's what lends itself to like authenticity and and all that good stuff. Cause you, now that celebrity brands are a dime a dozen. But like how many people are giving that inside look into what they're doing to build the brand? Because a lot of celebrities actually don't do anything. Um, so season cool. one is, is, is in year what? 2016. Yeah. Okay. So we, we were giving like ridiculous exposure because so much of the footage happens in and around the house because mm-hmm. it's fully rigged with surveillance, infrared cameras, mics on my headboard, you name it. And, um, you know, the first two seasons, yeah, we, 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 like drank an absurd amount of Whispering Angel, an absurd amount of Truly, because that was the first year they came out in, in bottles, believe it or not, before cans. And then eventually, uh, you know, I got the whole house hooked on Twisted. Um, I'm from New Hampshire. Like that's the, you know, you're going down to the to the dock on, on a lake. It's a, it's 95 degrees and it's maybe 11.59 in the morning. <laughs> Grab a Twisted. Yeah. Uh, of course, you wake up with the gnarliest hangover all time because... Malt liquor, malt liquor yeah. plus sugar is not a great recipe. <laughs> no. So in any event, that's where it all started. And oh. no one gave a crap about my nutrition app. They wanted to know what we were drinking. And half the time, I actually felt guilty telling people. Because like, you know, we're, we're in New York. We have access to every trendy drink. You know, I had this like industrial grade margarita machine. Well, I, I'd feel guilty encouraging people to drink those. Because the only reason that liquid doesn't freeze is because it has so much sugar. Mm. It's disgusting. That's right. why, like, when you, you know, alcohol plus sugar basically prevents freezing. So, you know, same thing with with some of the hard teas. I'll, I'll probably stop naming them by name. I felt guilty. People are like, what what is this drink you're just slamming? <laughs> and I'm like, honestly, I feel bad telling you because you'll probably regret it the next morning. Right. <laughs> Most likely, that is what happens. Yeah. And you're right. You know, you talked about the 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 what you twisted tea. I remember those and I enjoyed those, but yeah. I also experienced firsthand the day after. Oh. 
And, you know, Jimmy the Shoe was a big proponent and still is of that cocktail. And he introduced it to me years ago. Yeah. Um, but so I'm glad you came out with this refreshing, no yeah, pun believe intended, it or not, version. Back yeah. in 2018, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at, my world was at that point, food and beverage outside of alcohol, because I'm now working with nutritionists for my app. And tea is the most widely consumed beverage in the world. Mm. Most people associate it with like healthy benefits or like an, a healthy alternative to like coffee or soda or whatever. And I'm like, wait, the only hard tea that's widely available that has 90 something percent market share is absolutely horrible for you. Like that, that didn't pencil out for me. It's not even mm. tea. It's well, technically there's tea in it. Oh, there is tea solids. Mm. <laughs> so okay, I got you. So now this, were you working on this prior to Summer House, or you had the idea inspired by? No, I mean, by season two, this is 2017, which is when Truly went into cans. Yeah, yeah. And basically, Boston Beer like pulled the truck up to the Summer House thanks to me, and unloaded, and then I pissed off NBC Universal, which owns. Bravo, because they're like, yo, we're out here trying to sell ads to like Budweiser <laughs> and Mark Anthony brands, and you just turned this into a Boston beer show. And I'm like, what do you mean? Because I didn't even know at the time that Twisted and Truly were owned by Boston oh, Beer. Oh, you were really helping them out. Wow. Yeah. So, so, so yeah, it just kind of like the, the opportunity was just staring me in the face. By season three, they were like, no more Truly Twisted unless they start buying serious advertisements on the show because we can't piss off the other brands that are. That's fair. Um, I saw the opportunity to create a differentiated product because every hard seltzer, even back when there were only 10, they all looked the same. They all taste the same. Literally, you look at the, since there is a nutrition label because it's uh, regulated by the FDA instead of the TTB, you can see that they're practically all using the same formula, just natural flavor. So I was like, what better way to add flavor without adding calories? I mean, you guys are fit than adding tea. And I'm like, am I the only one who sees this opportunity? It's like plain as day. But then I, then I started getting familiar with the alcohol industry. Alcohol is like 20 years behind. In what case? In any, any better for you trend, oh. it's almost as if alcohol is immune to it because A, most products don't have a nutrition label and B, you know, consumers aren't in a position to get exactly what they want in alcohol because of the three-tier system. There's just more leaps brands have to make and more you know hurdles they have to overcome to get onto the to the shelf right so anyway i uh I, I always did the show for shits and giggles and for the platform i didn't think it'd be alcohol but when the opportunity by season three was staring me in the face i actually committed to doing lover boy and plunked down the cash before we even knew we were going to get a season three really because i was just so convinced i'm like even if we don't get picked up and film again as I was saying, like, there's no hard tea out there that isn't absolutely horrible for you. And I'm like, I'm, I'm going to change that. Cool. And, uh, yeah. Wow. Of course, now we have other products, which we'll try today. We have spreads yeah. and cocktails. Oh, yeah. but- we have so much to try. But, okay, that, so that's an interesting transition. You went from promoting the, the brands you liked and then NBC kind of saying, hey, you can't do this anymore. There has to be a relation between Loverboy and the show. Like, are, is there equity involved with that? So, or- so Bravo... The only relationship I have is them telling me to cool down, <laughs> hyping it. Because <laughs> really? I'll be like Loverboy merch all day, every day, if I could. They're like, Kyle, can you can you change? Because this isn't an infomercial. And I'm like, well, it should be. Right, exactly. <laughs> so they didn't require you to pay no, them anything? They, or? Well, technically speaking, ever since Bethany you know, sold Skinny Girl, they started rethinking how they put together the talent agreements. 
And so if there is ever an, uh, you know, a liquidity event where I sell Loverboy and it's, it's, and I'm still on the air, technically speaking, they get some type of cut. It's nominal, but it allows them to participate in the upside, which is good. They don't think like that. They're not like venture investors right. or, or beverage investors, but, um, at least they know they have some skin in the game if there is some type of uh, exit down the road. How does it work with the other members of the show? Or did, did they want equity or involvement? Well, no, I mean, like brand? before I did this, I mean, we'd either have brands giving us alcohol or we were buying it. Oh, so I don't give a shit. Because believe it or not, we pay for our groceries, we pay for our booze. I mean, we, we weren't dummies. Like hmm. season one, we're like, yo, so-and-so knows the, the, the winemaker at Whispering Angel. So we drew, we drank an absurd amount of rosé, not only because we liked it, because we had endless amounts. Mm. Otherwise, we'd be paying for it. And so every big party you see, like we're either buying all that booze or the or I'm supplying it. So that the the house is totally cool. A, they love it. B, it's free, right? I use it as a marketing expense, and it's a win win. You know, wow. everybody kind of comes on the show for different purposes, but um. But yeah, this is my baby. I guess now at this point, you have so much leverage. Like again, if somebody wants to be on Summer House, they're almost happy to and, and to promote Loverboy because it's giving them that extra clout. Yeah, but I that- mean, look, if, if someone, if, if if like Paige approached me and she's like, Kyle, like, you know, I get I get approached by big alcohol brands all the time. You know, sometimes I turn them down because I'm, I'm feeling guilty. Sometimes I'll do something. Um, could we do something? Yeah. And I'd be like, absolutely. Let's figure it out. Because like my cast has been drinking it with me the whole entire time. Right. So I know they're fans of the brand. Sure, it's natural. So yeah, but 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 currently it's just it's very informal. I mean, if they don't want to drink it, they grab something else. And that and, and now it's like the mob mentality. You're not gonna be the one person not drinking a little boy in the show. <laughs> no, I mean this look, I, I don't expect people to drink this thing day in, day out for the entire weekend, right? Yeah. Like I'm not I'm not gonna hassle someone if they're if they're drinking like a glass of rose. If someone drink, brings in like a, a high noon, I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> just peer pressure him to not drink yeah. high noon. It's ever going to I'll just hug. Someone showed up to my birthday, my 40th birthday, and um, they, they showed up with like some white claw or something. And I just oh. like, I took the box and I just threw it in the woods. Mm, good. I was like, hey, thanks. Mm. Uh, if, you, if you don't know, now you know. I, I have my own brand. There you go. <laughs> I don't need, I don't need a, a gift of my competitors. No, nah, but you, you leveraged the platform you had and with like, the perfect product. Like you couldn't pick a better product than than Loverboy. Well, think about it. Like, you know, it's very easy to get too banged up if you're making like vodka sodas all day. Oh yeah, right. So these are four point two percent ABV by design. That 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 percentage has worked for light beer yep. for forty years. I know most hard seltzers are at five, but that also allows us to bring the calories down a little bit. That's okay. Now it makes sense. Yeah. So we're 90 now. calories, zero sugar. Right. Most hard seltzers are 100 calories with like one or two grams of sugar um, and no real ingredients. Right. Like so we're using, it starts with real organic brewed tea. The 11.2 ounce, whatever that is, right? That's 19.2 ounce. No, this is 19, but that's 11.5. What's that? 11.5? Yeah, so since, so we, we don't fill these all the way up. It's 11.5 ounces because since we're using not just like natural flavors, we're using real ingredients like tea, juice, et cetera. Right. It allows us to make sure we can pasteurize it correctly. It also, a little, little inside secret, creates a nice little gap for a floater. Oh, oh interesting. I wish I knew yeah. that before cracking this one open. <laughs> yeah, because that has 90 calories. And like you said, the ABV being 4.2 allows it to keep... Just the, crush it all yeah, day, all night. Good. You know, I, I'm always good. If I don't deviate from, from our teas while filming... I'll get drunk because it's like we'll film for eight hours, mm. boozing all day and all night. 
but like where I get in trouble, I love a good cocktail. Um, I love, you know, a shot. I like to be social. So the second I deviate from Loverboy is usually when I get banged up. So what kind of cocktail? What's your go-to cocktail? So I'm a sucker for all things mezcal, like a mezcal margarita. Oh, Interesting. We got yeah. you after the show. Yeah. He's yeah. got you after the show. And, I, and I'll, I, don't, I didn't have it with me, but you know, I always look for ways to like create a better for you cocktail. So margaritas loaded with sugar, yeah. right? I mean, you can make it without, but mm-hmm. then you kind of lose some of the pizzazz. Yeah. And um, for my wedding drink, you know, the his and hers, mine was we took our mango peach with chili spritz, um, which is 6% alcohol, totally naturally flavored by the mango puree. Um, so there's actually no sweeteners, no sugar, no nothing. And then we added mezcal. Oh. We did a tahini rim. Oh. We used a little Beautiful. swoon, which is like a yeah, zero yeah, yeah. sugar, simple yeah. syrup replacement. Big plug for swoon. Huh? Yeah. Actually, I, th- those girls crush it. So um, yeah. uh, it, it was absolutely amazing well, now, how, how long have you been married a year about 20 months and where did you go where was the reception where oh was that was a huge venue? part of the show because we get stuck we were like a covid you know engagement fiasco oh it was on the show yeah oh, you, yeah you yeah. met a man on the oh. show no i met a man before we filmed season one but we weren't i was like too scared to commit i wasn't like in an exclusive relationship made him fool myself that that first season because i you know Tried to figure myself excited. out on Maybe camera. We were excited, yeah. Um, so she came. She came out uh, one of the weekends, and we kind of put a bow on it. We made it official, um, and then I proposed two years later, and then we got married three years after that. So she she became a full time cast member season two. Oh, um, cool! But yeah, the the wedding was actually in her parents' backyard here in Jersey, because nice. we kept on having issues with our venues and vendors due to the, the pandemic. And just one thing led to another. We're just like, screw it. Like they had the, the most amazing backyard, totally flat grass, beautiful little view around. So what How, town, what town? You mind my ass? Uh, Hillsborough. Oh yeah. It's nice down there. Yeah. yeah. So you guys, uh, you guys thinking of having any children? That's, that's the plan. Yeah. But, uh, uh, you know, this is our, our nest egg lover boy. So, so this is your, this is your baby right now. Yeah. So, so we got two dogs. So that's kind of, was that a nice delays wake up call. Just, uh, yeah. It's like, oh. That just delays it a little bit. You can't just sleep in. Right. This is horrible. <laughs> no, nope. you got to go out in the rain. You got to yeah. experience what the cold snowstorm really feels like. Yeah, so, you know, that, that kind of, in a weird way, bought me a little time because it was like, oh, yeah, it's time we grow up a little bit and, you know, it's not all about us and it's not all about our schedule. And, um, you know, it made me realize even just like, I, I love doing market visits where I get to meet our distributors or retailers and do fan events. And um, now it's hard to bring a man along because we got these dogs that, yeah. you know, they're kind of a handful. So it's like, oh, yeah, that's amplified a little more when you have kids. Sure. Yeah. It's a good first step, though, before it's kids. It's a good first step. You test drive it. You get to test drive it that way. Yeah. I don't have either. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's like parenting 1.0, the dogs. It's, it, it is a necessary um, subjective type of torture. Okay, yeah. because you you need to go through that before you commit to having children. Um, and I, I, we lost our dogs um, in 2020, 2019. Both of them just coincidentally went within uh-huh. a, a few months of one another. But I said and promised never get any more dogs because of the responsibility. Yeah. 
And then COVID hit, and now we have two dogs. <laughs> that lasted. Great. My son got a dog, and we got a dog, and now we have two dogs. So not me. Not no, my other. So is it two sons? I have four four children. Yeah, two boys, four. two girls. Yeah. All right. Well, you get your hands full. Yeah, yeah he does. Yeah, he sure does. Yeah, border collie and a Sheba. All right, border collie's great. Sheba, Sheba is a menace. It, you're saying it wrong. It's mother f and Sheba. Yeah, they're they're mother. Sheba mother f. Well, I forget how you said it. We we, Sheba, we ended F up adopting Sheba the, F and Eno. the dogs that we we like rescued. Oh nice. Um, because we've done that like a couple of the times, but uh, BRs are uh, super mutts. <laughs> you don't know what they are. Well, we we did like the ancestry for dogs. I don't know what it's called, but it, you do like the DNA test. They're like thirty something percent dachshund, so like the wiener dog. Oh, one has cute. like the short legs. They have long torsos. Oh, that's, oh, that's one has cute. short legs. One has like normal size legs it's just bizarre they're sisters and then um pitbull and wow. chihuahua and then Stop. like wow then like a bunch of other brands in the single digits percentage wow. wise how are they to train uh, obedience wise are they let's just put it this way we we sent them away when we filmed winter house because we have a spinoff show called winter house and um we did not like the first kind of like resort we sent them to where it's like boarding training so we sent them to like, I, I'd, I'd call it like the elite private school of, of <laughs> doggy uh, daycare and training. And it cost a very pretty penny. But um, having two sisters apparently is not encouraged. We didn't know that when we mm. when we adopted them. Because I guess two, two male dogs will like, one will figure out who's dominant and who's not. And then the other one submits. And apparently female dogs just like fight to the death. <laughs> Is that what they're doing right now? Basically. Uh, <laughs> well, you got your hands full. Well, In I any just, event. Yeah. Well, so you, you talked about winter house and summer house. I want to ask a ton of questions, but before we do, quick commercial break. I want to know more about the dogs. Yep. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Shopping for humans is hard. Shopping for your dog is easy, thanks to Bark. Every month, we deliver toys and treats just for your dog. They deserve to be spoiled anyway. At Bark, we send your dog a whole new collection of toys and treats made just for them every single month. Whether it's our fun plush toys from BarkBox or our ultra-tough toys from Super Chewer, we give your dog exactly what they want. For a limited time, we'll double your first box for free. To get your free upgrade, go to BarkBox.com iHeart. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. 
With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals. It's not about being the best in the world. It's about doing what's best for the world. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. And we're back. Off camera, we were talking about Loverboy only raising one friends and family round. Yeah. So, I mean, this was never the intention. I, I always knew beverage was expensive. You know, you, you hear that a lot. Sure. And uh, first, the, the, the first thing that I heard and it stuck with me was, if you're going to launch a brand, don't underfund it. So you need at least a million to actually get something like into the wild and into the, the public domain. Yeah. So I'd done startups before and I was just like, I needed this to be at a point where I could turn to friends and family and write a $10,000 check. And it wasn't like vaporware. I needed product in cans. I needed the, the, the branding. I, you know, so I, I funded the first like hundred K. So like I spent all my money on, on, on the nutrition app. Then I basically, emptied my pockets to launch Loverboy and was basically launch ready when I turned to my family and friends in 2019, like a year later. And I was like, listen, um, we, we filmed bits and pieces of the making of the brand. I then spent the last nine months trying to figure out the alcohol industry. Um, now we're ready to launch and I'm raising a million bucks and we ended up raising 1.25 and we were immediately profitable. Like the, by the time like we were ready to launch a couple markets, it was just before the pandemic. And, you know, people knew the show, they knew Loverboy. And so when the few markets that we were in, they could find it. It felt it set off like a frenzy. Like people were waiting outside like, you know, liquor stores in, in Massachusetts waiting for the truck to deliver the right. Loverboy. And so um so yeah, we've been profitable ever since. We raise a little bit more money that we haven't touched about a year ago. But yeah, I mean, truly, like if you you know consider the friends and family around part of like the bootstrapping experience. I mean, we bootstrapped this this brand. We're now in forty three states. We're nationwide with a handful of retailers. Hasn't been easy, but you know, profitability as a CPG, you know, consumer packaged goods brand or food and beverage or, or alcohol is almost unheard of. Usually, like you're almost like hemorrhaging cash by the time you hope to get acquired or you. Go belly up. Well, you had built in literally millions of dollars of marketing yes. that most people don't have. That's the cheat code. I'd encourage, like, I mean, you guys did this firsthand. Anybody can create content. Right. And, like, the Gary V's of the world have been pushing this forever. Like, anybody can, can create a platform, right? I'm fortunate in the sense that I tapped into an existing platform, aka Bravo. But, yeah, I mean, that's our cheat code. We have this captive audience, you know? And so if we don't have to spend money on marketing, then yeah, you have a much better chance of being profitable. Maybe but, you should go on The Bachelor. <laughs> I did get, I was I was in line and then I was like, you know what, I got this whole podcast thing coming up, so whatever. That That's a different kind of a filming experience because you would, literally have to go out, out of pocket. You'd like disappear at the face of the earth. I wouldn't want to You have it. to go out of pocket meaning you have to leave your livelihood. Yeah. Your phone. Right? Yeah. And your phone? And your phone. Yeah, you can't be on You phone. leave your phone and your livelihood. So let's go, go, before you, I want to go back to then some of what you talked about earlier you were helping to produce, uh, working with producers for that show. Yeah, early on, how did, my my real involvement kind of behind the scenes was only season one where I knew that 
if Bravo cared about finding a cast with existing friendships and relationships, then I could help like plug that gap. I could be the guy that introduces a hundred of my friends and then the casting director whittles down who they think is most dynamic, most interesting, et cetera, et cetera. And so, you know, I put a lot of work in before we even shot a single frame season one. It was a year in the making. And so anyone who goes on that show is not, not compensated at all? Oh, yeah, yeah, no. Oh, they are? Yeah, yeah. Everybody, I mean, you, the longer you stay, the more you make. Okay, so um, everyone's, con- is it a flat, consistent? You basically, the, the way most shows like this work, it's an episodic fee. So you start out very small. Like you would not be able to afford a living if you're just relying on the show for several years. I mean, it takes a while to build up that episodic fee where you're like, hey, this is good money. Um, but but yeah, everybody that, that kind of comes in, if, the, if you know, we usually end up with a few new cast members every single season. So they kind of start at the at square one and so on and so forth. So would you say everyone who's there two, three, four years as long as you might be is at the same pay rate? Yeah, so the, the yeah, so I have a couple right. cast members that have been, you know, on the show that I help cast that have been with me, you know, from the from the get go, and uh, we all make the same amount of money. Right. It's not like oh, Kyle flipped the table and was a drama right. well, queen; right. he's getting more money. I, I think Bravo learned the hard way with Housewives, right? That like if you pin one another up against because it, of course they're going to share how much they're making, um, that creates artificial kind of like self-produced drama. Yeah. If someone's making more or less. Then they're gonna do some stupid yeah. shit to it's stand out. It's yeah. jealousy. Thanks oh, for, yeah. uh, but, but that, that's important. That I lo- love that you mentioned that because that's to even to a company like Bravo to have learned that and admit that. Yeah. Um, well, the the term they use is an ensemble cast. Like this show doesn't work if it was just me as the star, and you know I have friends coming through. You know, every single weekend, it's like a revolving door. No, it's an ensemble cast. Like everybody plays a part in making this show awesome and entertaining um, and at times incredibly stressful. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> but, but, you know, it's, it's, it's a weird thing I, I got sucked into. But my whole thing from the get-go was like, I'm going to find a way to leverage it. How, right? did you feel, how do you feel, though, about putting your personal life out there for everyone to not only criticize? The easy part is people are going to criticize, have something to say. But how, do you, how did you... I mean, it's like the gift and the curse. Uh, yeah. All my dirty laundry is out there. Like I'm very open and honest and transparent to a fault. Sometimes like even on the business side of things, I'm sure my team wishes I would just shut up. Um, you know, but for me, it's it's easy because I'm a complete extrovert. I've, I've been the same guy, you know, my whole entire life. It's not like, uh, you know, I settled down after college and, you know, I'm unrecognizable because I'm like a family man. And this, I mean, like my friends that know me from high school, like, you're doing the same shit you were doing 20 years ago. I'm like, well, I'd like to think I've learned some things along the way, but yes, <laughs> I, I do appreciate sending it on the weekend. There you go. Um, but yeah, I, it's not for everybody. It's not for everybody. No, it's not easy. And it's just stressful. I mean, when, yeah. one of our two reunion episodes aired last night and you know, the internet likes to think they know everything. And based on that, you know, little clip that they or the 45 minutes that aired last night, it's just like, man, there's so much more to the, to the full story. But what can you do? Were they, was it more intrusive than you thought it was going to be? It's a good question. Cause I had no idea what to expect, to be honest. Um, I would say yes, because most Bravo shows, most reality shows for that matter are scene based. Yeah. They go from one scene to another and there's a lot of downtime in between. 
our show, much like a like a Love Island or a Big Brother, this was the first Bravo show that filmed twenty four seven. Holy shit! So we have like the big crews in 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 the house, but when those go down and our mics come off, a we didn't know this from the start, but the whole house is still mic'd. So Damn. when people try to they get their mic off and they try to whisper, it's like we can hear everything. Then the whole all the surveillance cameras. I mean, I could be sitting here on my phone, and they could Zoom see in. they can see exactly who I'm texting to and what I'm saying, but based on a, a camera in the corner. Yo, that's scary. So is there any privacy? No, absolutely. You not. go in, in, the, bath- in the bathroom. bathroom. There's but the rule is one if more bath- than one person comes into the bathroom, then it's free reign. The producers can come right in. So Stop. so you trust that? So don't care. poop with your friend. Wow, <laughs> that's so you. The one time that you get is, is alone in the bathroom. Yeah, but there's still a camera and the microphones in there. They're saying that not in the not, bathroom. No, oh no, nothing's in the bathroom. Yeah. Oh, they'll follow. They'll have to like gotcha. with the big cameras follow us in if they're if we're like I mean believe it or not some juicy shit goes well not believe it or not I'm sure this is probably predictable predictable but <laughs> yeah some juicy stuff goes down in the bathroom. I, I don't even know if I would. Tr- I don't know if I could even trust that there's no microphones and even if there isn't a mic in the bathroom the the ambient noise can get picked up by the mics outside the bathroom it's it's pretty wild what but about like, that little black marker test everyone does on the mirror to see if it's a two-way mirror did you do that uh i didn't you know, know the hotel that, you don't but, know what uh, i'm talking about no oh my god oh yeah you at should, the you, hotels you, they say oh, you need put to a see black. the other line <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i don't know if it's true well, I don't now know they like they, there's like little instruments to test for like cameras and shit but, um, but you knew they were everywhere so who gives shit i saw my life away not right. knowing what to expect because this was a kind of a first for Bravo. And I, I was not a reality TV guy. I didn't, I didn't really watch other shows that film 24-7. So I, I had no idea what I was getting to. But in a way, the innocence of it all kind of worked to my advantage because I was just myself without overthinking anything from day one. And that's, that's actually, I think, what's helped me is just like be yourself, even if it's to a fault. And, you know... Yeah, be comfortable. People will judge, yeah. but it is what it is. That's be what, comfortable that's what who you are. Yeah. Well, that's, so no, that's important. The first, the first thing for I think a lot of people to understand and learn is you need to be comfortable with who you are. Yeah. And not necessarily who people want you to be or who people perceive you to be. If you know in your heart of hearts, like you said, you're a young, younger person than you are today, and you you tried it, you did it, you learned from it, and still now you're gonna yeah. And don't get me wrong, I made plenty of embarrassing mistakes on camera. Uh, I think one of my claim to fame is I think I was one of the very few people to make their TV, de- TV debut completely blacked out. Nice. The hot tub scene, episode one, season one. Wow. Uh, yeah. Blacked <laughs> out. Wow. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. I actually blacked in. Nice. I'm in the hot, I, I blacked in and I was like, oh my God. I'm talking to this girl who had like a million followers at the time. I didn't even realize it. I knew she was from another show, but I didn't know who she was. I purposely didn't look her up. I'm Smart. just making a fool of myself. So <laughs> it worked. I gotta go check out that episode. Oh, that, that 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 little scene though, people look back at it and they're like, now they they know who I am and, and they know I'm I don't take myself too seriously. They look back on that scene, they're like, Oh my god, this is actually hysterical. Like, there were some people that ridiculed me because this other girl in the hot tub was like beloved on her show. And um yeah, I caught some heat, but do you watch your episodes back? We I watch it once before it airs or while it airs. Like last last night, I didn't have a chance to watch the reunion until it aired. Um, Is there anything you would do differently because you did watch your episode? At this point, I've, I've filmed. If you include the Traders, which is a third show I did last year, but not on Bravo, Jeez. we couldn't drink my drink. Um, it's just there's just way too much to like have any regrets. Right. I'm sure, there's mistakes. 
You live, you learn. Did they attempt to amplify something? Like, hey, Kyle, they liked when you did this. Like, let's do more of that. It's really a matter of how much they want to focus in on something when they edit the show and reduce it down. Gotcha. Okay. Like, what, what could have felt insignificant in the moment yeah. gets, it could get highlighted, and then it gets brought up in the interview process where, you know, each one of us sits in the chair and asks questions. So there are things that I'm like, man, I thought that was just like, you know, a, a nothing burger. And next thing you know, it's like a huge contentious, like point of, of conflict or something. I always like find that. that interesting when they, they, all the reality shows do that, right. They have you sit and talk about something. Um, and it, it's almost as if it didn't happen yet. Does that make sense? Like sometimes they, they kind of like fore, foreshadow what's going to happen with your conversation in the chair. Yeah. Well, when you're fil- when you're in the chair, it's, it's obviously not in the moment. So if, right. it's, if, if you're filming that after the fact, you have like the power of retrospect or you're like, you know what? Fuck that guy. And, 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 and you're like, in reality, you wouldn't have said that in the moment, but right. now you grew a pair of balls and you're saying it in the chair. How right. long after is it after the chair? It like the really chair? depends. Really? Like some shows, a scene will unfold, boom, you'll go right into the, to the right. booth. In other situations, they might realize they need a soundbite or like an answer from me months later. Damn. Interesting. Yeah. It's, it's kind of unique because it really helps string things together, those interviews, and connect some of the dots. Because like, believe it or not, they don't, even with surveillance on my show, they don't catch everything. So sometimes... Sometimes they'll have to drill into something because it's too confusing based on the footage that was shot. So they got to connect those. Yeah, like explain why you're so upset. Like what the heck is going on? So they coach you up, obviously, and and they lead you down a road they needed to go. I wouldn't say coach or lead. It's really just extrapolating. And like to your point, if you know, they can blow things out of proportion simply by asking questions. I think it's interesting. One one time I I was I'm sorry. It was a Bravo. It was Housewives from New Jersey. They were in a diner I was in. I just happened to be there. And I literally, across from me, two cameras, two women, the two ladies, one camera that way, one this way. And the producer was, I say, coaching up, talking to them to say, all right, now go back and discuss that situation when, boom, and then he'd back out and they would talk. That's what I mean by coaching. Yeah. So, so. Not telling them what to say, but just the way creating it. Yeah, I often describe filming as life on like fast forward times three, because you might come to the, some of the same ideas, conclusions, questions that that producer is asking in the moment on your own. It just might take days, weeks, months, years. Huh? If you, it's it's almost like walking around with your shrink. That's interesting. It's like, hey, Kyle, is that really how you felt? Let's just say they like they're filming a scene at the diner. Sure. They're yelling at one another. All right, we need to take a break. So I'm chilling over. I'm drinking, you know, drink at the bar. And Kyle, is that really how you felt? Like, no, I kind of held back. Well, why are you holding back? Uh, you know, he's my friend. Yeah, but like, don't you want to speak your mind? You know what? Jeez. Yeah, I do. <laughs> so Damn. then we put the drink down, go back to the scene. All right. I mean, but like that, it's not, you know, like scripting or producing. No, it's really just moving things along because hey they're spending a shit ton of money every minute to have that whole crew there the production company there they need to get as much bang for their buck as possible when they go film a scene and if you're trying to be polite you're like ah you know kyle had a rough you know a rough night i don't really want to drill into it you're like well um 
what else you want to do? Right. Well, that's right. the, I was going to say, like, there's, there's no plot without you guys. Like the bachelor has a plot. Some of these challenge shows have a plot. If you guys right. don't do anything, nothing happens. Right. Like I love, like if we had a big night out, maybe someone gets in a fight, right. everybody's mm. privy to it in a normal world situation. You'd probably like lick your wounds at the pool, decompress, relax, get a tan. You guess what? That's, that's not how you film a TV show. Right. Reality You TV. have the drama. You know, everything's yeah, dramatic. You, you can't... You, I don't care how tired, how hungover, how embarrassed. You can't be a lump on a log. Do you feel like sometimes you enhanced how you actually felt to make it a little more dramatic? Like, if you really didn't care about the fight, but you were like, let me let me up this one a little bit. No. I, I actually wish I would downplay myself sometimes. Really? Like, me, I could be right, and my delivery is wrong, and then I lose the argument. <laughs> like, that happens to me so much, particularly after, like, 10 Lover Boys. That makes sense. That's good self-reflection, though. Speaking of lover boys, back to that for a second. You keep saying it, and for me, I need to now have something to drink. Yes, I'm thirsty. Because, please. So we've had the teas. I think, so so we started a a direct-to-consumer line, our spritz, and then eventually our cocktails. We have our fifth spritz. Uh, We launched the pear kiwi a couple months ago. Delicious. I'll make sure you guys get some of that. But this is brand new. You guys are the first people outside the Loverboy bubble to taste it. Nice. So this is like a world yeah. premiere. I'm um, now, Let's by the Bravo time this here. airs, it will have launched online. Ah. So people can go to drinkloverboy.com. But I haven't told you guys anything about it. But now no, you know it's you a spritz it. flavor. Holy shit, yeah. holy shit, holy shit. It's happening. The way our spritz works is a zero added sugar. It's happening. Ooh. Oh, my God. All right. So. Wow. Why don't you slam your it down? your eyes on this. It's the Loverboy spritz lemoncello. Yo. <laughs> so first nice. thing I'll say is I wasn't even a limoncello fan. But then I went to Italy oh. and I thought the limoncello spritz actually one upped the Aperol spritz. And I was like, I was there a year ago. I'm like, we got to do this. Because I've had a Hugo spritz, I've had a Campari spritz, obviously the Aperol spritz. But the one that was like the most refreshing by the pool that I craved the whole trip was the limoncello spritz. So without further ado. And the atmosphere of where you are never hurts. Yes. Right? I've it, never it, had a limoncello It allows you to enjoy So, two of these more. I made sure were extra cold. Let me just remember which ones. This is really happening live here, folks. Well, it's not live. It's going to be recorded. Okay. Right. It's live for us. So, so we'll do right. uh, we'll do a little, what do they call it? ASMR. It's like in the mic. In cracking the, mic, the right cans. Here. Ready? All right. So, 110 calories. We use, uh, like I said, just all... All the, the flavors coming from the juice. This is actually 37% juice. Yeah, yeah the other, the other want, ones were only on. 2% juice, right? I just want to warn yeah, you. Yeah, these are way lighter. Right. I, w- I want to warn you, Kyle. He's he's honest. So if he doesn't like this thing. That's that's yeah. what made you sure you want that's what made Johnny Drinks your accounts right. credible right. is right. the yeah. honesty. So if right. you don't like it. Well, you're not paying you're gonna, me. You're not uh, paying yeah, me. This is, <laughs> even if he was, you're not. You're even if you were. Yeah, this should, right. should be known. This is a, a, a mutual yep. handshake. Uh, hey, yep. let's do this together. No payment and, was processed. And Kyle, wait, my, my lips don't touch anyone's can either. So I've that. noticed that. He loves that. Don't joke. do it. Is it a germ it's thing? Not, or you just No, think, it's twofold. One, I, you like to see don't, I don't kiss anybody's ass, so my lips don't touch your can. And I uh, do, so my, my more, lips will touch Moreover than that, it's <laughs> uh, it, it just, yeah, I don't like to drink out of a can. I, I, I like to see what I'm drinking. I like to again enjoy. It's easier the on the smell. nose too. You get the better notes. Absolutely. It, it's like you feed your eyes before you eat, right? You make your meal. It smells delicious. 
All right, here we go. Great appetizer. All right, cheers. cheers. I'm going to shut up, but we'll great, cheers. Great. Cheers, everybody. Great meeting you. Here we go. Love Likewise. Boy. Spritz. Limoncello. I'll tell you what. Uh, that's an easy one. Even if Kyle wasn't here. That's, that's easy. And it's 6%. That fire? That's, that's easy. That's really good, man. I almost I'm hate almost, how, how much I like it. Yeah, I'm almost, I'm a little disappointed. I was hoping to. to People are going to be like, oh, they're lying because no, it's right there. No, no, this no, is, no, no. This I, is fire. I know what I like when I like it, and it hit me right away. Boom. Dude. Yeah, and it's kind of, good. as you taste it, even I noticed, and I'm going to remind it because I haven't had one out of the can in a while. It kind of has this curve where it mm. like ends a little differently. Well, the other thing about all of the seltzers that we review, typically they're room temperature. They're not packed in ice or out of the freezer box because by the time he oh gets God. them to me and gets them home, either I'm not there or he's not ready to film. Yeah. They become room temperature. And but that's when the true, their true colors, their yeah, true flavors you. come thank out. Thank you. And people always, you know, rank on me that wow. I don't wow. taste them cold. I'm like, no, I don't want to. I want to taste them right across the board as best I can fairly for its original purpose, which is coming out of the can. And then the other thing, which would be nice with it, I would crush ice, crush ice with this, do a little rim lemon zest. This is a great cocktail. Yeah, let's not talk about it. Let's be well, about thank it. thank you. This, this, yeah, this is great. Well, this, I was just like. Actually, should I take a break and go do that now? Should I? Am I, I can't post this today, right? No post? Uh, no, but just to play it safe. All right, let's, let's take a break, though, real quick. I got to take a break. Hold on. I got to do something. Out, yeah. I got to do break, something. Bring it up. Shopping for humans is hard. Shopping for your dog is easy, thanks to Bark. Every month, we deliver toys and treats just for your dog. They deserve to be spoiled anyway. At Bark, we send your dog a whole new collection of toys and treats made just for them every single month. Whether it's our fun plush toys from BarkBox or our ultra-tough toys from Super Chewer, we give your dog exactly what they want. For a limited time, we'll double your first box for free. To get your free upgrade, go to BarkBox.com slash iHeart. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A dot with every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals. It's not about being the best in the world. It's about doing what's best for the world. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Or not, but are we, are we live? And we are back. <laughs> are we back, Maruf? We're back. Oh, good. Okay. 
I'm just curious, and we can dive into the to the spritz line or the cocktail line all you want, but I'm curious. So, did you guys just appreciate a good cocktail? Like, how did this all get started? Oh, you have the origin story. You have to listen to our podcast episode one. I didn't know you guys came out of the podcast until you until you told me. I know this is this is. uh, You want to explain it? Yeah, sure. So, yeah, I'll take it. So, (laughs) this will be this will be a thirty minute story. So, go ahead. (laughs) No, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing three minutes. Ready to go? You're gonna have to do it now. Nope. You know he says, but I can tell. I can tell the way you kind of like serve something up and like put a little, you know, uh, garnish, slice of this or, or a garnish yeah. or that, or, you know, yeah. I can just tell you appreciate a good cocktail. Yeah, correct. Exactly. And that's from, from that love and appreciation, not only cocktails, it's, I like to host. Yeah. If you give me the option going over your house or you coming over mine, I'd rather you come over mine. Yeah. And it's, it's just because I, you know, I feel like, it's a chance to celebrate a friendship, a relationship. Um, you know, my home is open and and we have a location that just screams, show everybody, not the house, but we're on a lake. Hmm. And even before we had a lake, you know, I lived in a, in a colonial and I had a nice backyard with yeah. a pool and a cabana. And so I always envisioned things um, growing up, working, developing things that you know you you acquire as your own tastes right from the clothes you wear to the cars you drive to the family you create i wanted those things so i would build them out i'd I'd see them and i would build it out so to that end is now where i've just become a a, i think a host first and then take some appreciation and time to watching what other people do and just recreate it so the cocktail thing was something that i did the cocktail um, that put us on the uh, on the map was in Manhattan and I had seen the Manhattan made a little differently than the way I made it, but a, a, a true um, bartender mixologist at a speakeasy type of a uh, restaurant I went to was smoking a glass on a cedar board, mm-hmm. just put board was on the lit it on fire, cover it up to put it out. And that created the smoke inside. And I was like, wow, that is so cool. Yeah. I made my, not even one of those like smoking guns. He was no, this straight was, up burning wood. This and that's how I started doing yeah. it for myself. Um, and this was—I should probably remember the year, but I, I'm going to go back to if we, we started in 2020. That was probably 2017 when I first okay. saw that being done, and there were no smoking kits. Right now, you or now domes. you put the cedar chips into the gun and yeah. it's got a hose. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And I don't even recall again. I never recall ever seeing a cocktail made like like this with the board. Yeah. So PS, we were going out to dinner one night and um, he's filming me making this cocktail, my signature Manhattan cocktail. And the short of it is it goes viral. And he then follows with the, the fact that it went viral, that it went viral. We got to do it again. I'm like, well, what did really, what did we do? I made a drink that I always make. <laughs> I don't know. We'll do something else. So um, it's from, from that again, gift, and the universe taking out and giving to us this opportunity for people to watch and listen. And now it's just evolved yeah. into what it is today. Well, like I said, I mean, right before you, you tried the lemon shell spritz, I was just like, I, I give you guys a ton of credit because I'm sure you've had brand after brand after brand trying to like throw money at you because like how to get in front of the consumer. Not everybody yeah. has a TV show, right? But something about your your feed, I mean, just screams 
authenticity, credibility, legitimacy. Like, and you kept the rating system simple enough yeah. where, right? You know, everyone knows if they've been following you long enough how it works. Yep. Yeah. And you're brutally honest. Yep. And that's what that's that's what people need. Thank people you. want. I just feel like in a, in the day of age where like everybody and their mom thinks they're an influencer, mm-hmm. and they're trying to sell you something, trying to find actual honest like feedback on a product or a service or whatever is actually hard. Thank you. Well, then he he knows this. One of our bigger challenges at times is I don't ever want to know if we're being in some form or another supported. Right. Yeah. yeah. On, on yeah. really anything. Some of the obvious things are, are the liquor brands that we we pour and we use and we do videos for. Yeah, that's that's part. That's the easy part. But the challenging part, especially with these, um, you know, he goes and buys them and then we do it right. and whatever it is, it is. And then sometimes right. somebody will want to do something with us and I'll say to him, no, yeah. it's garbage. Yeah. And he's like, well, but they want to like, yeah, I'll do a review, but. It. You know, what right? we said, like we talked about it before, like you're not paying for us to lie. There's not one yeah. check that's going to be big enough for us to ruin everything we have. Because that's the one thing, like you said, it, it's so saturated with people just nonsensically talking out of their ass and hoping that the brand picks them up. And it's like nobody wants that. The brands don't want that. Like you're not yeah. paying us right. to lie because that's not going to help anybody. So that is the real challenge. Is like he said, and his famous, he's always he always says, social media found us, and that's that's so it did. So yeah. wholesome, but but, but it did. But, but it in is. all seriousness, oh, okay. like yeah. I, I'm on like the influencer side of things because I get a brand, you know, just like you guys. Like I get brands approaching me, mm. and brands approaching my wife in particular because she has a very engaged, you know, following, and she turns down, I would say, 19 out of 20 brands. Wow. She, I mean, we have our own brand, so we're focused on that. But like, mm. you wouldn't believe, like. I mean, some sometimes it's like hair, you know, you know, supplements to, or 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 God knows what ingestibles, and it's just like, yo, if it, if this takes three months for me to figure out if I'm having a positive, it's having a positive impact right. for me, then how am I supposed to film this with a straight face in two weeks? That's one thing we we've done hangover pill. I remember there was, we did a review for hangover pill, and again, they they paid for placement. They weren't going to pay for us to lie. And we filmed it the night before. He said, I'm going to take these. I'm going to tell you guys how I feel after however many drinks he had that night. And the next morning, he woke up and I stuck camera face and I said, how do you feel? And he says, feel pretty. I forget. We, I think you might have liked it. So yeah, we, we made sure that I was not going to lie and be like, oh, well, I just took it and I'm going to feel great tomorrow. Right. We'll show you how we feel. That had magnesium in it. That had uh, yeah, it had all it, the good stuff. I forget it, what it was called. But, but it, was, uh, it, it was good. And to, that, to your point, and this is a learning curve for us, right? So yeah. we, we still... Um, we want to do more content and you know this well it's an investment costs money the the guys that help us they make a living on this so you know you have to it's money out but you got to get money back in 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 some form to just keep it going and and so yeah we have our our lane i think right and we stay true to that um and with that being said you have to experiment too you've got to be willing to pivot to see where the next opportunity is going to come from yeah right yeah, that's the because you guys. I mean, now you'll do. I mean, it doesn't even have to be alcohol, right? You'll any t- any type of beverage. Yeah, well, we're we're looking. Oh, we're doing well. a mocktail, right? I mean, you know, if we oh. can tell, can we tell oh, everybody that did. right now? Just told everybody. So. Is anybody listening? There it is. <laughs> we, well, yeah, we we we're in the process right now of we're putting together like a mocktail 
in a can. Um, cool. yeah. the, re- the reality is this, your space that you're in is heavily saturated. Not many people have a differentiator like you do from yeah. your marketing standpoint, from the ingredient standpoint, like you really, I think hit at such a great time with the right stuff. And the mocktail market is on such an uptrend. And it's also such a great supplement to our brand, right? The reality is we're not alcoholics. We're not drinking every day. Right. We want to promote a healthy lifestyle. So it's okay that if it's a Wednesday, you're going out with a friend, you don't have to grab a cocktail every time you go. You can grab something else. So we want to kind of normalize that. You don't have to be embarrassed to ask for a mocktail. Totally. Um, yeah, so I've, it's, it's early stages, but yeah, we're, we're pursuing that. I've we're also, actually thinking about taking... Oh, sorry. No, no. We're, so we, um, you know, my buddy Carl, who's on the show, who was with Loverboy you know, full time yeah. for three years. He stopped drinking uh, over two years ago. And um, for some of these spritzes that he was helping me sell, I mean, he's never even tried them. So wow. we actually just barely like a week ago, um, since we're both sharing inside information <laughs> here, we basically took the alcohol out of our teas and out of our spritzes cool. to see what we're working with. Because to your that, point, uh, like, send us that recipe. Yeah. Just don't copy it. (laughs) (laughs) No, but it's like, look, look, I think to your point, like, you know, I won't even say it from my perspective. Athletic brewing. 80% of athletic brewing's customers drink. Right. Think about that. So for all the NA brands out there that think they're appealing to like the completely sober people. No, that's like one in five. Exactly. We're not looking for the person that's dead sober is shaming people that drink. We're looking for the people that maybe you're hungover on, on a Tuesday and you can't stand the thought of drinking another cocktail. You're like, screw it. Let me just grab something yeah. that tastes really good and I don't feel awkward drinking it. Yeah. yeah. Or so, maybe you are the person on the s- severe swing other side that has an alcohol drinking problem. Right, but that market that is stops, so small. Right, it stops. But you also, because what I was going to say before I, I stop you from your comment was I've noticed more friends and friends of friends that need that alternative. Definitely. I've always hung around with young people that said that guy's an alcoholic or that girl drinks too much. Okay, fine. But what I'm seeing today is more of them that have come to face their their challenges and are drinking the zero beer alternatives, right? right? Well, I think our generation, so I'm a, I was born in 82, I'm 40. So I'm on the, I'm on the old side of the millennial generation. Mm. But my uncles who... I mean, from my perspective, partied their asses off. Mm. They look at how much we drink and the excessive drinking that our generations, I mean, like we've taken consumption to a whole new level. And so I think that there's probably a higher level of alcoholism among like millennial and Gen Zs just because this that's just today's age. Like people you know do know. everything to the excess. Yep, and what comes out of the bottle and the options and the flavor profiles. Come on. It's easy to get lost in these. That's oh, a yeah. good point. I mean, it, for yeah. me, I lose track because it tastes so damn yeah. good. I was going to ask you, how many cocktails <laughs> yeah. do you think on average you have a week? So I I don't, I'm not, I don't crack a drink at the end of the day. I'm only a social drinker. Yeah. Um, Same. Now, granted, uh, pre-pandemic, pre-engagement, mm. I was a very social guy. Mm. I'm out four days a week. Right. Right. But, uh, now uh, I'm maybe maybe once a week, um, mm-hmm. you know it's it's tough to like you know parade around in your bathing suit on a show when you're 40 years old and there's like people that are 
25 and all they do is work out. <laughs> you can still get away with it. But that's a great point too is like it's the environment you're in, right? So I live in an area that everybody, I'm 27. So everybody around me is relatively the same age. We all have, and nowadays nobody really works during the day. So if it's night, I was up there today, it's Tuesday. I was up there, it was like two in the afternoon. It was beautiful out. I expected to be like the only person because I just had to like get some editing done. And everybody's out there lounging. And I'm like, yeah. this is crazy. So it's not that crazy to think that they're drinking and having at least one cocktail. So the environment you're in for sure impacts that. And I even think about that, the difference in well, generations. Well, think of this. I mean, part of the reason I took the plunge and had the confidence to launch Loverboy was what I learned from the, my nutrition startup. 20% of the average adult's caloric intake comes from alcohol. What? Average. That includes adults that don't drink. And that, that includes adults to drink every day of the week. So when I think back to my like really social days, I'm out three, four days a week. I mean, maybe 50% of my caloric intake is, is alcohol, which is disturbing because everyone knows it's like empty calories. There, I, I would, So Saturday was Memorial Day. This was more Memorial Day weekend. I think Saturday I would have to assume 80 to 85% of my calories were liquor-based. Oh, yeah. Maybe I had breakfast and then maybe a chip or two. Yeah. So, th th so that that's when I was like, wait a minute. The one thing I'll give hard seltzer a ton of credit for doing was, and it was actually by law. It was, I don't know if this was accidental or what, but because there wasn't any actual malt in the original spike seltzer, this is pre white claw, pre truly the original spike seltzer, which AB bought and then rebranded into bond viv and ended up killing it. Mm. Because it wasn't a malt-based product and the alcohol was from fermented sugarcane, there was this weird little like, well, it's not a beer by definition and therefore it has to have a label as if it's regulated by the FDA. Outside of alcohol, every food and beverage product is regulated by the FDA. So you have to have the nutrition facts and the ingredients. Now, back then, Spike Seltzer wasn't, it was better for you, but it wasn't what it became. It was 6% alcohol, with some sugar, and it was about 140 calories. What was it made with if it wasn't malt? Alcohol cane. from fermented sugar yeah, cane. Sure. So basically, you take sugar cane, you introduce yeast, and you ferment it all the way down to a zero sugar product. Um, now, the original malt, malt is like malt, barley, you yeah, know, like it's beer. A, it's a crop. Grain. Yeah, it's grain. And so but like, seltzers now are malt liquor, aren't they? So that now <clears throat> you have, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. Now you have the high news of the world ridiculing all of the original hard seltzers and, and labeling them malt. Yeah. Guess what? Truly and malt are malt. Uh, truly, truly and White Claw, White Claw are malt free. Really? There was a few hard seltzers that popped up, including Smirnoff, that actually used the malt liquor from the traditional flavor malt beverages. Like a Mike's or a Truly or in their case, um, the Smirnoff Ice. Wow. Yeah, so some of the early seltzers were actually malt-based. Now, Wakelon Truly, uh, Loverboy for that matter, we are taxed and distributed as a malt beverage with zero malt. Why? Well, because you get a cleaner base that's zero sugar and gluten-free if you ferment sugarcane. Mm. So if you ferment sugarcane, you're classified as a malt-based liquor. From a tax perspective, right? right even right. though you're malt-free. Correct, gotcha. That's so interesting. It all comes down to the IRS and how you're going to get taxed. Got it. And if you're taxed as a beer in this country or a malternative, you have better advantages. So there's 
I mean, in the state of New Jersey, high noon can't even make money because of the the excise taxes that are, that are so high because it's spirit based. Now, I wonder if you guys came out with a mocktail line, how would it work from a tax standpoint? Because you're still under the umbrella of Loverboy. It's, you know, you, you, you're no longer subject to that right. um, that alcohol tax at the federal and state level. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the one thing, that's why it took me so long. In, in 2018, when we were filming season three, I then needed almost an entire year to figure out what the heck I was doing because alcohol is tricky. There's all sorts of red tape. Um, every state has different laws. New York's different from New Jersey. That's different from Connecticut. That's different from Massachusetts. And the Northeast is some of the most complicated of all. All these like Puritan blue laws that date back hundreds of years. So, yeah, that was a rigmarole. Well, sure, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I this is that's this exhausting been, to even think about that. Yeah, you you just did so much because again, you weren't just a cast member. You were running the show. And how did you get involved with Bravo? Like, why did they reach out to you to be? I guess the spearhead. I, I went out to the initial casting call for shits and giggles. And um, that was when the concept was like, let's take a bunch of strangers and put them in a house. And Bravo wasn't going to bite on that. Like that's what MTV has been doing for 20 years. So Bravo was like, you got to find an existing group of friends. You got to find something where there's some history, um, some connections between the people. And that's kind of when, um, the producers came back to me. They liked my tape. They they knew that I knew um, the two girls that were twins that were also in that original open casting call. And then they started connecting the dots. And then I started helping introduce more people. Wow. So, that must have been fun for you to go to your friends and say, hey, you want to be on a TV show? I tried to downplay it because, to be honest, until we were filming, I just didn't think it was actually going to happen. I was like, yeah, this is a pipe dream. I'm going to put some work in just like I would a startup that may or may not get launched. Um, you know, you might, you, you're never going to get anywhere if you say no. So I say yes. And then I assess the opportunity and then size it up. Even when you were filming, did you expect it to blow up like it did? Um, yeah. Cause I mean, season one was beautiful in its innocence. Yeah. It was just like, we didn't even know what we were doing. So we, just kept doing what we normally did, which was party in Montauk till four in the morning, stumble into the house with fully, <laughs> you know, full surveillance and continue to do stupid shit. And not one of us overthought anything because quite frankly, at that hour, we weren't thinking clearly to begin with. Right. That's it's, it's so interesting because the, the, the correlation between like what you guys did and what we do is just that there's a reason why you guys went quote unquote viral and vice versa. And then now when you overthink it, you try to recreate that. When in reality, yeah. you should really just take a step back and just try to... You're never going to be 100% the same as the first season or whatever it may be. And same thing with us, with us, the first piece of content. But you really have to take a step back. And why did everybody become so obsessed with us in the first place? Let's do that every single time yeah. versus trying to be something we're not. I mean, even like sometimes we have better seasons than others. Right. Like I, I think the current season that just, just about wrapped airing was a weird one for us. You know, the vibe was off a little, mm. you know? So yeah, you, you, you never know what you're going to get. <laughs> sure. That's the beauty. Well, that's now, why you, you got to show up. Do you expect to keep doing this or this last season? Yeah, no. Yeah. Um, look, all, all looks good for a season eight, which is crazy to say out loud. Cause I, in, in the TV world, if you get a second season, you're already in like the 10%. Yeah, if you get a third season, you're in like the 5%. 
So we feel incredibly fortunate, but like, you know, I'm just, just one day at a time. Like I film in my spare time. Like lover boy is what I do day and night. I work 18 hour days during the week. Um, throughout the pandemic, the lines blurred. I was always working day or night. So, you know, it doesn't matter what day of the week, you know, it was just one of those things where we felt like we had like lightning in a bottle because we were literally running on zero inventory. We could not make enough of it in the early days. Um, you know, now it's a, you know, a nationwide brand that still needs a lot of work. You know, I was just before this, I was on, on the call with a couple of my team members kind of hounding them. Cause I'm like, yo, like we got to get bigger displays. Like back in the day when we launched such and such state, you know, the displays were this big. Now we're celebrating displays that are a, a fraction of the size because, you know, you, you, when you launch, you have all that momentum and then it, it settles right now. You, I mean, you have brands that launched during the hard seltzer craze that are no longer around. Right. I mean, I can go on and on. I, I actually just on a call today, I, I scratched my head. I'm like, whatever happened to Alani? Remember Alani? Yeah. Oh seltzer. yeah. Bye-bye. Mm, I wonder why. I mean, their energy drinks still are not their hard seltzer. I mean, yeah. you, it's like, if you can go 18 months in this business, you're already like an anomaly. You're the, you know, most businesses fail. So the umbrella seltzers, we, we, we've talked about this, right? Seltzers as an umbrella. How many brands do you think there are? How many different? Oh man. I, at, at it, when seltzer was at its peak and like, look, you can, you can actually define the peak because it was the Boston beer earnings call in July of 21. When they were like, yeah, we over forecasted, which meant all of the wholesalers, hundreds upon hundreds of wholesalers that were buying truly on White Claw because it was usually the same distributor. They got caught with their pants down. They're like, oh my God, we're sitting on a mountain of this stuff. Nine, uh, 2021 was the first year that truly and White Claw did not run out of stock. The first five years, 16 through 20, every single year had an out of stock problem. Wow. So headed into 21, the supply chain was finally robust and wholesalers bought as much as they could. So they, I think the whole industry peaked in 21. You still had tons of hard seltzers coming to the market. I would say at, at peak, maybe six months later, there was probably 300 seltzer brands. And, and look, awesome. that probably includes some, I mean, there's 9,000 craft breweries. So that's like not a lot if you compare it to craft, but a lot of the craft breweries were throwing their hat in the ring. Right. Cause why not? Um, ironically, it's actually harder to make a neutral sugarcane base than it is a beer. So a lot of the craft breweries that tried to actually make their own base, they, they were horrible because it takes a ton of filtration. So is there anything that is on the market that a consumer might think is a seltzer, but it's not? Well, I think, look. When I started, the, the 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 term ready to drink, RTD, mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. that was not a thing, right? It was FMBs, which is flavor malt beverages, which was like the fourth category. It was like beer and beyond beer. And back then, it was just flavor malt beverages. Then came along hard seltzers. Then came along RTDs. Now, technically, this is wine-based. So there's some advantages being a wine-based RTD versus spirit, usually from a tax and distribution standpoint. Um, but I think there's plenty of people... Well, now you have... Um, that hilarious guy, Trevor, that yeah. made the ain't no laws with, you yeah. know, on the clause, whatever the hell the expression is. Now he's a high noon, you know, spokesperson. Yeah. And he's referencing White Claw as a malt, uh, malt based seltzer, which is 
true from an IRS standpoint, but it is not malt. You think they paid him for that? Oh, oh yeah, he's on the high noon gala. No, 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 White Claw. Or did he make no, that? No, back then, no. Right, he just made that skit. White Claw tried to sue him. Sue him? I think they tried to sue him. That was the reason they exploded was him. Yeah. That was insane. I mean, that was, yeah, that was peak White Claw. And um, I think people th- now it's just like, well, what is a hard seltzer? I mean, right. <laughs> we are classified as tea because we use tea, right? But I like to think of our flagship product, which is the teas, as just a better tasting hard seltzer. We're using better quality ingredients. Like we were using juice long before like High Noon was marketing the fact that they were using juice. Mm-hmm. Like we've always used real organic tea. We've always used juice. Why? Because every hard seltzer tastes the same because it had the same formula. And I just saw a very easy way to differentiate. Now, I mean, yeah, you have the ready-to-drink lines are very blurry. Yeah. Right? Like, um, and I don't think it matters, right? I think it's just about what does it taste like? What are people looking for? If you're looking for something super light, refreshing, low in calories, low in carbs, yeah, you're going to be the kind of consumer that turns it around. A lot of ready-to-drinks don't bother putting the label because they, they don't have to. Because they're not FDA regulated, they're they're TTB, and they don't want to because they're horrible for you. Right. Like I'd love to do an episode where we we sit around and try cocktails and try to guess the sugar content. It's a great. Oh, well, yeah. then you're then you're coming back and we're doing that because that's oh, a great wow. idea. I've been thinking about this for a long time because alcohol is the, the dirty little secret is you can make anything taste good, even shitty liquor mm-hmm. with sugar. That's it. And that's, yeah. you know. If you're trying to like stay in shape and like, you know, the expression like, yeah, the wheels fell off. Yeah. It's like, yeah, all it takes is a couple margaritas. Oh, yeah. Well, write that idea down, guys, because we're going to do that next episode. We're going to have Kyle back yeah. on. I'm a, I'm a city bike away. That's great. No, no for <laughs> real. We'll, we'll do that. that. That's a great idea. Well, Kyle, look, man, this has been incredible. We always wrap up every podcast by asking our guests two questions. First one is going to be, what has been your most, in I guess, the, the time span of starting Summer House? Your most humbling experience, and then let's follow that up with your most accomplished experience. On the show or just in as gen- like a in beverage life, entrepreneur? In life. Um, I'd say one of the most humbling experiences is, is I mean, look, I think it's pretty natural to, to feel like you're a little selfish. You prioritize yourself. Um, I, I went through an infidelity uh, situation season three it continues to rear its head and that was the first time i just realized that uh yeah when you put yourself first instead of the people you care about like the person you know my then girlfriend future wife i mean that's the part of filming the show that is you know it's like you know we got through it but that was just the filming part then it had to air and then everybody had to weigh in and you know, cheating's horrible, but like the experience of like living through that, um, in the public eye like over and over again, was right? like, yeah, like I can't live it down. So, and I think the, the metaphor there is just like, it doesn't always have to do with like infidelity. I think just like, you know, people do selfish things day in, day out. And it's, it's very easy to kind of forget who you affect and, you know, these people could be the people that you love and care about the most. Right. So like that, that whole experience, I mean, look, I've had plenty of character flaws. I mean, I, I, I always overreact. I like storm out the dinner, you know, I bang the table, you know, and I think there's, 
so many learning lessons from doing this show because like i said it's like it's literally like having an outer body experience when you watch it back and you're like my god i'm such an idiot Ooh. and and i think the highlight of my idiot idiocracy was um <laughs> whatever that word is was yeah when i just like you know basically broke my girlfriend's heart um i think uh to flip the script on the more positive side yeah I mean, look, I, I think everyone has like their, their 15 minutes or they have their, their opportunity to ca- kind of capitalize. And I've stayed true to who I am. I stayed true to this brand. I could have sold this thing because someone offered me a bunch of money and probably going to do a disservice to my customers by like subbing in, you know, lesser quality ingredients. God knows what. The fact that I've been able to like continue to be the entrepreneur that, you know, my friends and family have known for 20 years and but just do it on a show where I have a platform, but I still hold true. Like I, I, I'm all about doing, like I would never put something out there that I'm not obsessed with, that I'm not the customer of, that I'm not passionate about. And so like, despite the TV stuff, I'm like a D list celebrity. So I, I very well know where I exist in the universe. Uh, of, you're, you're a B at least. Man. <laughs> no way. Um, I'm like, I joked the other day, I was like, I'm like, between D, E, and F. And I think the other podcast host was like, you're a solid E. <laughs> so, oh, thanks, man. E versus B. Um, no, I just think that like, you know, everybody's trying to make a buck, but stay true to yourself. And I, and I think my biggest accomplishment is staying true to myself while building a successful brand. Right. Like, I'm not cutting corners. I'm not, you know, making compromises. I'm building this thing as if like my kid's going to inherit it. You know what I mean? Oh, good for so. you. No, this this has been great. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we're listen, we're big fans of you, big fans of Loverboy, Thank and thanks for coming on, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And we'll crack a couple more of these lemon chocolates. Sure. Absolutely. Let's do it. <laughs> Cheers, everybody. No, thanks Cheers. for having me. Cheers. <laughs> no one likes to talk about money. Am I saving enough? Can I buy a house? Am I paying too much in taxes? Will I be able to retire? What if you could unlock insights about your finances in less than five minutes with a clear picture of where you stand today and where your money can work harder? Now you can. Visit facet.com to take the free quiz and get your financial wellness score today. That's F-A-C-E-T.com. This ad is sponsored by Facet. Facet Wealth Incorporated is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency, where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals. It's not about being the best in the world. It's about doing what's best for the world. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Hello, I'm Eric Holcomb, Republican governor of Indiana. And I'm Clint Lamb, Democratic mayor of the city of Sullivan. When tornadoes swept through Indiana, we worked together to rebuild. Not all disagreements should divide us. Listen, discuss, and ask questions. Because in the end, we're all Americans. We hope you'll join us as we try to disagree the right way. Together, we can disagree better. 
a message from the National Governors Association.